Welcome to the You Can't Take It With You podcast, where we explore estate planning and end-of-life issues. Your hosts are Annie, Hannah, and Lana. I'm Annie. Me and my sister Hannah are estate planning lawyers in Washington State. Lana is our mom, and she's got a lot of questions about this stuff. Fortunately, Hannah and I love talking about it and especially love helping people understand these issues so they're not intimidating or scary. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to this week's episode of You Can't Take It With You. This week we are talking about why you need a will. (laughs) Hannah, would you say that like everyone asks you that, especially in your age group? Oh yeah, big time. But why do I need a will? (laughs) (laughs) What's your answer to your friends who are like in their 20s? Oh my gosh. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people own property with people that they aren't married to. And so for them, it's especially important because... If they were to die, the interest in the property mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doesn't go to who they bought the property with. It goes to their parents. And yeah. so it just creates Weirdness. an unnecessary mess. Oh, yeah. Right, right. now? Yeah, you could spend that's a nominal amount of money and just fix all that before it even happens. Also, I have friends that are having babies now, right. and that's a, that's a huge reason for a will. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would always say if you have real estate or you have a kid... You definitely want to get a will. And then if you're over 18, you need a power of attorney. Wait, what about your dog that costs $4,000? Great question, Mom. What's going to happen to him? I know. To Bobo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's Bobo? I don't know. But... You don't need to make up dogs. Rudy, what's going to happen to him? $4,000, but he was close. <laughs> He's a purebred. <laughs> well, let's just talk about your situation, Hannah. Like, you are not married. You now co-own real estate. Yeah. With your partner. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a dog. We do. Who was expensive to buy. <laughs> not $4,000, but... Bobo. <laughs> His name, name is not Bobo. Not Bobo. <laughs> Rooney. So, I mean, if you you would get a pretty simple will together yeah. that just says your house goes to your partner, Parker, yeah. and Rooney. I mean, basically everything. Yeah. Because Parker at this point. So, well, it would be really complicated otherwise. And he should probably do one also. Oh, girl. Yes. But everything yeah. goes to you. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there you go. That's yeah. your first argument. I, we've talked about it. Okay. We've actually talked about getting life insurance to pay off the mortgage if one of us dies. Yeah, that's a really important thing. Then too. we couldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to stay in that house yeah. without his income. So Literally, I life insurance helps me sleep every night. Yeah. Every night. I'm like, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so it's like a. And it's non-taxed. The life insurance benefit is not taxed. That's a complicated answer, but <laughs> oh, we'll talk it? about that in Wait, another podcast. Go see a CPA about that one. <laughs> Okay. Well, it was just mom advice. It's never right. <laughs> no, no. I think most people think that it's not. And I think as a general rule, it is not taxed. Different issue. Well, I keep forgetting. General rule is that it's not taxable. But yeah, that's true. Like anything you inherit is not subject to tax as a general rule. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> right. Mom, do your friends ask you why they need wills or do your, do your people like, no, do they understand? My people don't understand about power of attorney and the three, what are they? Medical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do I need to have one? I haven't done one. I I think most of them do a will because they're getting older. Okay. I guess that's my question. They get it. Like they get that as you get older, you kind of think you need a will. Maybe you're getting closer to death. You think of it, but what they don't understand is if I get Alzheimer's, right. I, you know, what happens? Mm -hmm. How is my, power of attorney and my, um, what is the other thing? The medical health care directive. Can I sign those after I am diagnosed with Alzheimer's? (laughs) 
It depends. Yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> another thing. So that's, yeah. but most of people my age in their 70s get that they should have a will. What's cool. I think. Is like, I'm talking about community property agreements. Is there's a document that a lot of people don't even know about. It's called a community property agreement. And it's really awesome for married couples. It's a Correct. document that says everything we own is community property, regardless of how it's titled. Okay. So even oh. if you, know, you have an IRA yeah, yeah. that's only in your name. My example is always you have a car that you buy at the dealership and your husband wasn't at the dealership. So your name is on the car, yeah, but his yeah. isn't. Mm-hmm. And so when you die, technically it'd be really hard for your husband to sell the car because he's not on title. So community property agreement, like makes it a lot easier. So unless you have a family trust. Sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. Community property agreement. Every yeah. married couple should have it. If you treat your assets as community property and you want everything to go to your spouse, then yes. What if you have certain things you want to go to your kids or something? Oh, that opens up a whole new can of worms with okay. separate property. That's um, where the will's really important. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. If, and if you have that intent written down, then it's a lot more likely that that property okay. will be treated as separate property. Well, I, so I think like people in their 20s, because you have to be 18 to sign a will. People in their 20s are generally like, don't think about it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People in their 70s and up are probably either have one or are thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't get one, but they're thinking about it. Yeah. People my age grew late thirties with kids, like little kids. I think I see, we see a lot of people in our, my age group getting wills done because, because of kids, you know, there's some statistics out there that say most people don't get wills done because they don't think they have enough assets to actually yeah. necessitate mm-hmm. a will. But really that doesn't have anything to do with it. If you have kids in real estate, that's, all you would need. The main reasons, this is from caring.com, main reasons that Americans don't have a will, 40% say, I haven't gotten around to it, which is very typical, right? It's people walking to our office every day and say, I've been meaning to get this done for 20 years. That doesn't apply to people like you, mom, because you guys are so organized. My age group? or They're just you and them. Oh. oh, I know, but what percentage are we? Not that many. That's true. How many I people mean, are organized in the world? Yeah. Type A. <laughs> Love wills and and boxes with files and like thirty five percent. Yeah. So forty percent say they haven't gotten around to it. Thirty three percent say they don't have enough to leave to anyone. Thirteen okay. percent say it's too expensive, and twelve percent I don't know how to do it, which <laughs> I am incapable. <laughs> right. So, okay. Let's talk about how people that think that that they don't have enough. It's interesting because we do both estate planning and probate, so we've seen it from both sides. And Explain. What probate is? Yes. Okay, well, probate is the court process of winding up someone's life. You're basically transferring all the assets and and distributing all the property. In Washington, it goes to the court system with a goodwill. It's not not so bad. In other states, it can be a lot worse. Wait, every time someone dies, there's a probate? Well, it depends on what assets they have, but generally, yes. Unless there's a living trust or they're under the threshold for a probate. What's the threshold? Hundred grand. Yeah. Jeez, that's low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then it doesn't really work. I mean, even then, yeah. it's kind of like you need a probate to deal with anything. I've had to open probates for thirty five hundred dollars in the bank account because the bank says, yeah. "Yeah, we know about the law, but we it's still want a weed probate because the people in Connecticut or wherever headquarters are, oh, they yes. want a probate." It's just interesting because people are so freaked out by probate, but. Generally, people do have to go through probate, and that that whole thing is about actually just transferring assets, right? Like the idea of getting assets out of a dead person's uh-huh. name and into the uh-huh. beneficiary's name. But like I was going to say, a will is important 
even if you don't have that much stuff, because it makes life so much easier for your whoever's going to inherit from you. Okay. So like, even if you have like, you know, a bunch of personal property that your family's going to fight over, you might as well make it easy on everyone. Write it down where it's going to go. Right. So you're doing this for other people that survive you. Totally. It's not going to change your life. Well, it's going to make you sleep better. If you care about these If things. you care about A lot yeah. of people are yeah. like, I'm going to be dead. And yeah. I don't care. I'm like, Let them fight it out. Yeah, yeah, that's not very nice. The answer to the question, why do I need a will, is so that you can make things as clean as possible and as easy as possible for the people who survive you. So they're not spending a bunch of money in legal fees and it doesn't take a bunch of time. But I would say kind of to dig a little deeper there is I think the most important part is to kind of identify all of the weird dynamics that might be in a family and create something that addresses those and like acknowledges them and says, okay, we know that so-and-so has a drug addiction. So we're going to protect them. We know that this person has a disability. So we want to protect them. We think that our oldest wouldn't be the best executor. So we're going to put the middle kid as the executor. And this is how we're going to make the older one feel better that we're doing that. Or we're going to have conversations with that person before we die. So they know. So just kind of addressing all the weird dynamic that every family has and just saying, here's all the crap. This is how we want it to go. And then it makes it easier for everyone. What if you have a childless couple who has a significant amount of assets and they really don't give a frig what happens to nice it. Nice editing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that <laughs> word. It's coming to me. A frig. But I actually well, know someone. Back. I think she's stopped herself. I know someone in my rotary. Did you have a drink? No. And no. <laughs> Sorry. But they, they have a lot of assets. Uh, she has MS. She's disabled. They're in their 80s. Mm-hmm. Both of them. They have no kids. They have no relatives that they're concerned about. And I asked them, so have you made a will? Which is not a nice thing to ask people, but- I do um, it every day. Well, yeah, of course (laughs) you do. But um, they said, eh, they don't care. It's just money. They don't care. What happens? What happens if they die intestate? It'll go to their statutory heirs, which is defined. There's a whole statutory scheme for it. It's gonna go to their parents. If their parents aren't alive, it'll go to any siblings any siblings, What kids. if you can't find family? What happens? It technically is sheets to the state mm-hmm. is what happens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. If they really don't care, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they have significant amount of assets. Think about the difference they could make it like a charity that they care well, about. I know. Or I, yes. We've had like this rotary. discussion. Like Rotary. Yes. International. Rotary International. <laughs> Very good with their funds. They're a great sponsor of our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <Just don't laughs> like, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> For you listeners who don't know, Lana is the president of the Gig Harbor Midday Club. So <laughs> okay, not for too much longer. Yeah. I actually think that people who do not have kids, that's the most important planning because there isn't a natural yeah. place to go with their assets. There isn't a natural person to be the executor. Like kids feel a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And without kids, it just kind of lingers out in the world. Some weird uncle takes over. Yeah. Yeah. Here comes Uncle Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really important. I always say that to, to folks without kids or particularly single people without kids. It's really important oh, yeah. to me that they get their stuff on together because you want your weird cousin all up in your business after yeah. you're gone. Or maybe you do, but at least put or maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> Another really important population that I think needs a will or needs to seriously think about a will is actually no, I would say needs a will is People with disabled children, Amy mentioned this earlier, and Mm -hmm. people that are on income-based government benefits will be disqualified if they inherit basically any money. 
So it's cool because if you have a will put together, you can actually protect that money yeah. for them specifically instead of, you know, I've, I've heard people suggest just, you know, giving it to someone else to take care of them or something. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of problems with that. First of all, creditor issues, of course. If you go see a professional and get your will set up, you can create something called a special needs trust, which is created just for the benefit of the disabled beneficiary. And it is so cool. It's a supplemental needs trust. So it pays for things that are not like shelter and food. Makes our lives better. And doesn't disqualify them for exactly. state funds if they're receiving them. Exactly. Right. Well, I would think disabled dependents is a huge reason to get a will. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The yeah. things that we hear about families when there's one kiddo with a disability <clears throat> is it's just such a burden for the parents to oh, think yeah. about because if when they're gone, let's say they have a functioning adult child who needs physical help, right? You know, mentally competent, but physical disabilities, right? Mm -hmm. Or just as an example, and someone else needs to take care of that person when the parents are gone. And so we can get into a lot of that with estate planning, but I think most importantly, it's those conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Like identifying like, yes, this is going to be an issue. And what can I do to best take care of my kiddo? Yeah. When we're gone. Because yeah. most kids will outlive their parents. Yeah. Same with addicted. Hopefully. Yeah. Addicted children or dependents. Oh, mm -hmm. that's another huge reason, I think. Huge. And I would say, I don't know, Han, I half of my clients probably. I was going to say 40%. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it's gone down lately, which is kind of nice. I don't know why that would be, but it felt like everyone for a while. But lately, it's still a lot of people have at least one child who's either had drug or alcohol addiction in the past and is sober, but everyone's still a little like war torn from the Well, addiction. you're always an addict. Oh yeah. Rest of your life, so. Right, so there's always a little bit of hesitancy and if they're not gonna disinherit that kid, there's a lot of things that we can do to make sure that that one child gets the benefit of the inheritance, but in a regulated, safe, healthy way. Isn't gonna hurt themselves with it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, cause really, as a generalization, it's a bad idea to give an addict. A lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. You got to be aware of that. So disability, drug addiction, minors, right? Minors. Little kids. If kids were to just inherit money, which they can't do legally, we put it in, you know, a custodial account. Mm -hmm. But if you get a, in a will, you can actually create a way more flexible way of giving money to minors through a trust, mm -hmm. which is cool. You can give money to kids for, you know, graduation or at certain times in their lives and buy a house and stuff like that, even when you're gone, so. A will is the only way to appoint a guardian for your kids. <laughs> if you want any say in what's gonna happen there. Yeah, otherwise they go to the state. Well, it's just more confusing. I mean, a lot of times, you know, there are family members who would take a kid out. Yeah. So sometimes there isn't, but. And is that what the parent say. want? Yeah. You know, is that what's gonna be best for the kid? Well, yeah. I do know that the welfare would go first to any family member, any family member. Yeah. And just anybody, they'd do an investigation of their background, but they would just turn it over to anyone who is a family member and is willing to take on the expense. Listeners, <clears> mom <throat> used to be a CASA, so she knows a lot about this, yeah, which yeah. is a court-appointed special advocate for minors. Yeah, which basically means you were, well, can you tell us what that meant? You're acting kind of as a social worker. Is there actually, enough? No, I represent the child in legal hearings because the child under 18 has no legal representation. Mm -hmm. So I would go and visit and, and be an advocate for their welfare, not one of the family members or the foster family. It was like a very difficult It was. Job. 
it was, I haven't done it since COVID, but kids need someone looking out for them. And it's not always the state or the relatives who are looking out for them. So that's why it's important to name someone and then tell them you're going to name them. <laughs> Don't surprise them because some relatives do not want the responsibility. I have a lot of clients saying, oh, well, I'll make sure they're willing to do it. I mean, legally, you don't have to. No, but it's not. You don't have to tell anyone that yeah. you're pointing them to anything. It's nice to do it. Yeah. Some good stories about that. But for another day, I also think that a lot of people come in to get their wills done because they are afraid that the, their estate's going to end up with the state of Washington. Yeah. And they don't want that. Yeah. I've never seen that happen. We've always been able to find family, uh, right? Willing yes. to accept money. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it, but there's always a question of like, well, who's going to get this to the finish line, right? Yeah. So it's nice to say this is the person. Usually people who are going to get money would step up. Sometimes they can't, though. They're you can right. burn the money Fine. just trying to find them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Heyday for lawyers, right? Yeah. Like uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You can burn up an estate. Um, Field day. Field day. Field day. Heyday. Heyday. That's like back in the heyday. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's still, you could have a heyday. Lawyers having a heyday. That sounds to, like a fun party. I, huh? I, I, need to, I need to get to the bottom of that idiom. It's of a heyday. The goal is not for the lawyers to win in this, right? It's for the family to yeah. get out of it. Okay. And I think that's kind of the main reason that maybe I wasn't saying it articulately earlier is that my goal in the probate context I should say our goal is that the family and the siblings are in the same position that they were before the probate started. So right after someone has died, that the probate process doesn't ruin their relationship. And I think the best way to do that is to have a will that says very clearly, this is what I want to have happen. So instead of interpreting and fighting about things, they are instead checking boxes and saying, okay, this is what we need to do next. This is where we need to go next. And the only way to do that and communicate that legally is through a will. So it's an easy thing to get together. It's a whole heck of a lot cheaper than a messy probate. Yes, indeed. This is interesting, guys. There are all these statistics now about people who've done their estate planning since COVID. Oh, yeah. One of them is the number of adults with a will has risen by 50% since before the pandemic. That's quite a bit. I know. Well, that explains the last few years of busyness at our law firm. It was funny because right after the pandemic hit, a lot of lawyers' business kind of tanked, right, for a, a month or so because everyone was trying to figure out what was going on. Or, you know, like business deals slowed down and divorces kind of got halted and people weren't committing crimes. I mean, eviction, the moratorium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the eviction moratorium. A, a lot of things that really stalled the legal business and no one really was feeling too bad for the lawyers. But estate planning skyrocketed. So it felt really busy. Americans who've had a serious case of COVID-19 are 66% more likely to have a will than those who haven't. I guess that. Were there any deathbed wills? I imagine there are a lot of those. Did you guys experience that? I mean, just last minute, people in the hospital. Oh yeah. I need a will. I need a directive. Mm -hmm. It was really difficult, like logistically, to make that happen because we still need two physical witnesses. So when you can't be next to someone, we were doing it like through windows and glass doors and creative someone would sign a will in one room and then they'd exit and then we'd enter to witness because we could see them through window it was so weird such a weird time a heyday is a period of one's greatest popularity vigor or prosperity was based on harvest races at the end of the harvest is it past tense then heyday 
No. I have had a heyday. No, heyday is my heyday. Hey oh, like hey. Yeah, H-A-Y. H-A-Y. Oh, I thought it was heyday. <laughs> <laughs> no, heyday. It was a harvest, uh, you know, celebration. And it, you are looking forward to heydays. Yeah. We'll have a heyday when it happens, when we harvest. Okay, enough of that. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Well, yeah. I think it's probably field day. Is that the lawyers would have a field day with that. Well, let me look that one. I think it's <laughs> probably both of it. Both of could be in the Fields of heyday. Yeah. <laughs> heyday. Oh, God. So people got more wills and during COVID. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Of course it People does. are dying. People are freaked out by dying. A lot of people lost their revenue, their income, too. Mm-hmm. And that was, I don't know if that affected it. So weird that I had a lot of people come in when the money from the government was paid. PPP. Oh, you, you mean like individual? Yeah. Yeah. So people would say, oh. well, hey, you know, I got this extra money. Yeah. That I wasn't expecting. I've been meaning to do this. I was like, this is what you spend your money on. Well, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So I think why you need a will, some big hitting items would be you have a kiddo who has a disability and mm-hmm. is getting state benefits, federal benefits, a beneficiary or a kiddo with a drug or alcohol addiction current or past, you have a minor child or beneficiary, like a grandkid that you want to give money to. On the same line, you want to appoint a guardian Mm -hmm. for a minor child. You just have a minor child. Or a disabled adult child. And I think the bottom line is as a courtesy for your kids, as a gift to your kids, right? You can save them a lot of time and money by getting a will done and tell them what you want. And not just your kids, your parents too. It's your family members. It's people that are going to inherit. You're right. And especially with Alzheimer's and dementia, Someone needs to take care of grandpa. If something happened to me, that needs to be in a will, doesn't it? Are you talking about a power of attorney? If I die and grandpa needs someone to take care of him. I think a partner. If if we have a partner. Yeah. When it comes to wills, a lot of people do provide for their aging parents in their wills. Financially, though. But I meant a partner, your spouse. Oh, what happens then? I think the question is, if you are a caretaker for someone and you die, Uh uh-huh. What happens? So you have to make arrangements. Well, that kind of goes to the partner's stuff, like power of attorney. Mm-hmm. And okay, let's say you have you're, you're a couple, yeah, and uh, your husband has Alzheimer's, and you take care of him at home, mm. and you get hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. What happens to Papa? <laughs> <laughs> he can't take care of himself. No, but so he gets at... all the money, but he can't decide on it. Okay, sure, I get it. So like, you'd have to give him the money and make sure he has access to it, but not in a way where he'd root like. But he can't think. Yeah, so it would look to his estate plan, like his power of attorney. So he'd get all the money from the estate, but we'd have to make sure someone else was in charge of it. So if you have a partner who has uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, you probably need to make special arrangements. Absolutely. That bypass that partner, but benefit them. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know, if you like create a trust or something. Not that I think about that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. But what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow, this is getting very specific. Do I need to update my document? (laughs) Where is he anyway? (laughs) Okay. So, so I mean, I've said no to one person who came in and said, "Do I need a will?" And she was 18 years old, and I was like, "Nah, you don't really need a will because she didn't have anything. She didn't have kids." She had, I mean, she had like a bank account. Her mom was on it with her. Yeah. And it was oh, like, okay. you yeah. really don't need a will right now, but she doesn't need a power of attorney. There are other documents that you do need. I'm just curious why an 18-year-old would walk in your office and ask this because question. she's on top of it. She listens <laughs> she's to a, a podcast <laughs> like this and says, finally, I'm able <laughs> to do a will. She's been counting down the days. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Woo! 
Okay, that's a good question. I think I think her parents told her to come in. So one person in 15 years. But I, I believe that everyone needs a will. And even if someone doesn't need a will right now, the chance of them needing a will in the future mm-hmm. are very high. Well, for God's oh, sake, sure. you should be thinking about it and collecting collecting a list of your assets, mm-hmm. at least to make it easy to Ab- go in and yes. get a will. Ugh. I mean, I know. And so checking out those beneficiary designations. All kinds of good stuff. But will's important. That's just one of the many documents that people want to get in place when they're getting their estate well, Let's just done. say you don't have enough money. A lawyer's office is going to scare you. Mm-hmm. And this happens. But you got two dogs and you got some property. Mm-hmm. What, where can you go? Does legal aid do this? Yeah, there's legal aid. I think, you know, every county or um, bigger city has some sort of yeah, but volunteer. Will they do this? Yeah. They'll there do will, wills. There are will clinics through the Washington State Bar Association and through like, okay, so I'm Pierce County. Joe Schmo down yeah. here. How do I know about these? You're not. I mean, you'd have to find resources. But, you know, you can go to Office Depot and they have like forms, form wills that you okay. can fill out. Well, that's the beginning. I mean, it pains me to suggest that. But the, yeah. there are online options too. Like everyone knows about LegalZoom and stuff like that. Or Orbit Wills. We have a website called yes. Orbit Wills where it's really cheap. So that's Orbit Wills. O-R-B-I-T-W-I-L-L. Well, what I like yes. about that, okay, I, you're right. And it can be done online. Well, yeah, and it's free. You can answer the questions for free. Yes. And then you, it makes you realize, well, I do need to. So if you're on the fence about do I need one, you could go fill out a form that will tell you if, mm-hmm. why you might need one. Yeah, that, that would be helpful, I think, to have some sort of like... Yeah, and then cost like, anything. You do need to do this. Just to fill it out, yeah. Yeah. Certainly, if you have pets or disabled, if you have dependents, you, you've got to take care of them yes. somehow, even yes. if you don't have a lot of money. Pets, that's a really good point. Field day, by the way, yeah. is a day devoted to athletic contests or sporting no, events. No, you can have, have a field day and not be, you know this expression, Getting practical, real-world information or experience. That's your field day, folks. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How do you, no. you... Yeah, it's a day for military exercises, outdoor meeting or social gathering, or athletic competitions. I fear you've been using it incorrectly. Yes. No, yes. there's absolutely no doubt that I have been. I, I use all of those incorrectly. We're going to have a field day. I, can't say, I, say, I, think that, I think that that's right. Have a field day meeting to get a lot of pleasure and enjoyment from doing something. You're making that up. Used especially to describe... It's the internet. You just put what you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> you read Webster's Dictionary. Okay. That's good. Okay. If word of his involvement in this scandal ever leaks out, the newspapers are going to have a field day. That's it. That's, That's it. Okay. Have yeah. a field day. Okay. We know what two new idioms mean, or old idioms, and, <laughs> and why we yeah. need a will. And that's all in a day's work <laughs> so on the You Can't Take It With You podcast. <laughs> See you later, listeners. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the You Can't Take It With You podcast. We hope you've learned something from this episode. If you've enjoyed listening, please rate and review us. And to learn more information about estate planning and end-of-life issues, visit our website at www.thenarrowslawgroup.com. Thanks again for listening.